In order for B2B brands to be relevant, they need to be well understood. Their value proposition is to be very clear. The customer experience is to be very simple because if, if most of it is done without interactions with a salesperson, it's done online, then again, simplicity of purpose, simplicity of experience is going to be key. B2B has the potential to be electrifying. But the industry is paralysed by a culture of conservatism, scared stiff in a straitjacket of rational ideas. It's time for change. It's time to make B2B marketing visceral. Join us as we uncover and explore the truth with leading B2B marketers. This is B2B marketing, the provocative truth. Hello and welcome to B2B marketing, the provocative truth. I'm Benedict, and today I'm joined by Elaria Pasquinelli, who is the VP of Marketing at Lions. Elaria, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. It is indeed, and I'm especially excited about the conversation we have today because we're going to be talking about something which I think is a big step forward within B2B, which is the recognition of creativity within the industry at uh, Cannes, uh, Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity. But before we get into discussing that, Alara, um, it'd be great if you could just give a little bit of background to the audience, who you are, anything else that you feel would be relevant to the conversation we're about to have. Sure. Thanks. Um, well, um, I've been in marketing for 20 years. I'm originally from Italy, you know, moved over to London 14 years ago. Um, and it's fair to say that uh, my career has not been linear. You know, I, I didn't know I wanted to go and work in marketing until I actually started working in marketing um, and 20 years ago in an, in an agency. And, and I've always been fascinated by two things. Uh, one, always like the human element of marketing and really this focus on really getting to a human truth that then drives, you know, whatever you do. Uh, and then the creativity aspect of it. And really, this is what drew me to, um, you know, to join Lions three years ago, um, given, you know, that really we are uh, the home of creativity and we've been awarding the best um, creativity for 70 years. So, um, you know, that's it really, you know, human truth, creativity, that's why I'm here. Wonderful. Well, I mean, we are firm advocates of the role of human truth, not only in sort of just uh, great work, but especially in terms of great creative work to drive that sort of emotional engagement that's necessary. And I suspect we're probably going to be covering quite a few of those sort of like different topic areas in today's conversation. As I mentioned a second ago, um, we will be focusing in on the role of creativity within B2B, but having a more anchored conversation than sometimes more of the sort of the abstract that we talk about, because we're going to be talking around sort of the introduction of the line for creativity within B2B. And obviously last year was the inaugural prize um, for that. Um, and I think that this hopefully is going to set a real tone within uh, B2B marketing. And I'm really going to be interested to in finding out how you feel this is going to change the industry. But before we get onto that, um, I wanted to start with a provocative truth. And despite all I've said there about, um, you know, I think the enthusiasm that a lot of people will be feeling around creativity's role within B2B and some of the right noises that we're starting to hear, that there's still a bit of a fundamental sort of cynicism within B2B marketing about the role of creativity. And it's true power and I suppose effectiveness within B2B marketing is still understood. Is that something that you would agree with based on your observations and experience? There's a lot of evidence. We've got like 70 years of evidence really that creativity has an impact uh, on effectiveness. Um, and it is true that um, creativity really um, 
is not employed, generally speaking, by B2B businesses mm. uh, as a lever for growth uh, and as a lever for effectiveness. Um, if you look at um, if you look at um, the what's the correlation, right? Uh, we look at particularly the concept of creative commitment. Um, and its direct effect really on effectiveness. What I mean by creative commitment is that, um, you know, really there are three main variables beyond the actual creative execution of the creative idea, you know, mm-hmm. is it emotional, is, is it rational? Um, beyond that, if you look at uh, campaigns, there are three variables that marketers can play with, right? It's the length of the campaign, uh, it is the number of media channels that that campaign mm-hmm. uses, and the, and the budget really that, that, that it uses. And if you look at these three variables in B2B, you know, really um, campaigns are short-term focused, mm. uh, they don't employ a lot of channels and budgets are really like considered a constraint, you know, they're, they're generally like low budgets mm. dedicated to, to campaigns. As a result of that, really uh, effectiveness uh, is quite low. Um, and so the more you sort of like play with these variables, the more like really the highest the creative commitment uh, the higher the effectiveness. So really, um, it is a matter of um, getting this message and this understanding across in, in, in B2B marketing. That's interesting. I think it, it opens up a new, couple of new avenues to have this conversation. So from your perspective, it's it's almost because the budgets are small, the level of commitment from a sort of a, a time perspective, and also let's, let's face it, from a channel perspective, it's more restrictive potentially within B2B. Because of all of those restrictions, actually the need for creativity is that much greater um, to have the sort of profound effect that, that you want to have. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say. Of yeah. course, you know, we also need to look at beyond uh, these three variables like mm. uh, that marketers can play with. What kind of creativity, uh, mm. you know, looking really at the creative execution, what kinds of like uh, emotions does that particular campaign, this particular piece of work um, um, communicates? And that is another element, of course, that marketers, uh, you know, mm. have at their disposal. Um, and, you know, and, 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 um, and, uh, you know, and, and beyond that, these three values that I was talking yeah. about, yes, and, and I always, I always suspect that the reason why creativity hasn't been embraced is because there's almost a bit of a misunderstanding about what we mean by creativity, and there's a little bit of an assumption that when we talk about creativity, we are talking about extravagant, um, you know advertising campaigns or, or something like that and you know for b2b that is intimidating probably for the budget reasons we've just um, described but it's also intimidating because it's so alien to what what we're used to and what we necessarily expect from a sort of a um, alliance perspective um and thinking about it within the context of b2b how would you define creativity what would be that working sort of um understanding that b2b marketers should uh, have i think it's really about um you know, um, the trying to uh, make um, campaigns and ads and uh, pieces of work really memorable and really, you know, what you know, and really look at what kinds of effect do they have on on the final audience. Mm. You know, there's this like misconception right in B two B, which is you know really uh, your audience is a job title, but actually mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. friends and they have the same reactions right then final consumers on, you mm. know, on the uh, communications and the piece of work that they're exposed to. Um, so, you know, there's a really interesting, like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with system one, you know, and, and they use uh, essentially um, they, they, they rate uh, advertising based on um, how 
the, the quality of cre- of the creative really um mm-hmm. and what kind of like reaction they 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 have on on final audiences and they go from one which is you know poor uh, level of creativity to really five which is exceptional and if mm-hmm. you look at um uh, you know b2b ads and and communications they most of them score on on a one to two uh and and as, as a result of that you know they're forgettable just forgettable mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and they're just, you know, sometimes they come across as really sales uh, campaigns mm. and so many messages. Um, so um, from a Lions perspective, going back to Lions, really, and, you mm. know, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, we launched last year, sorry, 2022, we launched the first, for, for the first time, the creative B2B Lion. Uh, when I was looking at uh, the, um, the the jury room and, you know, after, you know, when they, the jury, uh, you know, gathers and, you know, they award, you know, the, the work after normally we interview them and ask them what, what kinds of trends you see and, you know, what really made that particular piece of work win a Grand Prix, mm. the top, like, top kind of award, et cetera. Um, and all they said is really like simplicity and the um, simplicity of an idea that comes from a really clear human truth mm-hmm. um, and then really the um, craft and the execution that really that is that really plays a lot with emotions and you know the fact that uh, those ideas um, really conveyed a really emotional message and or solved a big um, you know um, societal issue that went beyond the particular like you know mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is a lot about you know um, reusing what works really in b2c and what makes a great b2c um art and creative uh, in b2b there's a lot of yeah. similarities in there. there there are a lot of and actually i'm going to come to that that first i think it's it's, it's interesting um we talk about the similarities and i think that clearly there's a hell of a lot that we, we could learn but having launched the b2b and obviously there'll been a lot of thought process into its timing what the shape of it uh, and you know what you could sort of borrow from the traditional b2c um lions what have you noticed to be the key differences, I suppose, between how you need to sort of review and assess B2C um, effective creativeness and uh, B2B? Are there some material differences still? Um, I guess the, um, the the big difference, uh, not in how we assess it, you know, there is quite, mm. you know, it's quite balanced in the way we look at the strategic idea, the mm. execution, you know, the craft. Mm. It's not about that. Uh, but I, I guess more generally speaking, beyond the, the you know, the B2B lion really, uh, what, what is different in B2B is the importance that, um, you know, that, um, that we as marketers need to put on the uh, overall customer experience. It's beyond the product, you know. There's a lot of like, Emphasis, if you look at B2B budgets on, uh, you know, generating leads and, you know, and, and making, you know, and supporting the sales teams, you mm. know, to, to sort of convert and, you know, and make, make the sales. Uh, but really, we don't spend enough budget uh, and um, looking at the overall customer experience and retaining customers and what happens after the, uh, you know, mm. the, the, really the, um, the sale is closed. So the, I, I guess that is the difference. There's a lot of like principles that really work uh, between B2B and B2C. But I guess the importance of the overall customer experience beyond the actual product that you sell is a lot more important in B2C. And that drives, you know, repeat purchase and retention um, and, and, and marketers, really, B2B marketers should more attention to that. I think that's really fast. I mean, I completely agree, firstly, but I think it's it's fascinating to actually think about that when we look at B2B, we've got to be understanding that full customer experience and potentially, if we're talking around sort of creativity, how creativity can be um, 
created or inserted at all of those different touch points. Um, so do you sort of, you know, lo looking forward how the B2B line is going to um, evolve, could you foresee a sort of a situation where a line is awarded for a creative customer experience or customer journey that has been created rather than it being sort of a more singular idea and campaign which is talked about yeah totally it's already in a way it is already awarded you know yeah. uh, awarding that uh in 2022 as an example um a really interesting uh case study was from a belgian um you know taxi company uh mm -hmm. and uh what they did essentially um they they were launching a new service and they didn't have a lot of you know a big budget you know and they didn't know how to do it mm -hmm. and they looked at a particular um problem that really is a reality in Belgian society. Uh, there are many like, there are not many special needs schools. And so mm -hmm. if you have a special need child, then that child, um, you know, need to travel a lot up to mm -hmm. I think three and a half hours a day or four hours a day to get to the particular school. And, you know, normally those families rely on governmental support in terms of like, you know, buses and uh, public transportation. And essentially what that company did, uh, they, um, gave their fleet of taxis at the uh, you know available to those families mm -hmm. and film journey that went from four hours i think it went to like something like 35 45 minutes 35 minutes and filmed the whole like journey of actually finally having those children to reach their schools and then going back to you know mm -hmm. home uh, faster um you know that you know of course you know that uh, put a lot of pressure on the government to find a solution and in essence what it did it launched their service in a really like, very creative way. It gave a solution to a, to mm. a problem to, to, to people in Belgium. And then you know, eventually what they had is they got a governmental contract to sort of like provide those services with their fleet of taxis um, to those families. And so if you look at that, it really is goes beyond mm. one campaign, one single idea. Yes, it stems from one human truth. There was a problem in Belgian society. Uh, but it's such a comprehensive like solution, business solution to a uh, human problem. Uh, and that, that, that is why we got awarded. And, and just out of interest, were they, when they set out to do this campaign, was the end goal to win that government contract? And that was actually the target audience they were looking to address primarily? Or was that almost a fortunate byproduct of the, the work that they did? I, think, I definitely think it was a fortunate byproduct, but it really mm -hmm. shows the power of really of uh, a creative idea that goes beyond mm. launching a product you know if you if you if you think about how a normal like B2B business would have mm. behaved oh let's do email marketing let's do some paid mm. and let's launch a new service that market like think about all of the taxi services that might uh, exist in Belgium but yeah so you know that really shows the um, power of an idea uh, that goes beyond um, a single campaign yeah. And I think that that's a lovely example because it's it's quite a tangible B2B product in terms of everyone can conceptualize, I suppose, um, a taxi service and the role that that plays. For some of the, you know, more esoteric, um, you know, B2B businesses, you know, say for transformation consultancy or a, a cybersecurity software sort of uh, developer, often the argument that they will have is that our information is sorry. Our, our product is, is is so technical, and the people we're speaking to are 
technical that we need to just focus on those rational benefits because that's how they make the decisions. It's it's not possible to take a creative approach to that sort of level of complexity. What advice or counter argument might you sort of give to them based on, I suppose, your experience of going through this, speaking to different brands? Couple of um, couple of piece of advice there. First of all, uh, those businesses tend to be quite hyper targeting in the way they go to market, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, what normally B two B brands do, and which is the opposite of what B two C brands do. They normally go broad and they go mm. and target the whole category. Right? Uh, there's a lot of evidence that says that actually uh, targeting the whole the whole um, category is really important because you know think about the fact that ninety five percent of your audience is not in the, in the market. It's not ready to buy right now. Only 5% mm. is. So why would you, um, you know, what, th- th- therefore, you know, it is really important to build the brand and to build those mental, you know, associations in your audience's mm. uh, mind, right? So that when they're ready, right, to buy, then you will have already established a relationship that will think about your brand first. So that is number one, um, um, piece of, uh, of advice. Um, and the other thing I'd say is that, um, and I refer back to um, a really interesting talk that uh, the CEO of LinkedIn uh, did at uh, the festival at Cannes Lions Festival mm. uh, last year. He was talking about um, the uh, the existence right now of high growth B2B uh, businesses, uh, like you were yep. talking about, you know, really specific, that they were very mm-hmm. specific, like uh, product to a very specific audience. Uh, some of them are really powerful and their market capitalization is bigger than brands like Nike, as an example. They're just mm-hmm. invisible right now to the um, uh, creative uh, industry. Um, uh, but those businesses uh, are, are going to be very powerful, very impactful, and they will need uh, the learning and the um, insights and um, um, really the power of creative ideas that the advertising industry has been um, you know, working on with those big B2C mm. brands like the Nike of this world. Because, you know, they uh, the only way to really like keep growing like they are growing right now is to make what they do, which is very complicated, very simple. And mm-hmm. going back to what won this last year at the festival in terms of B2B lines, it was simplicity. You know, simplicity is what wins, not just in terms of simplicity of an idea, but simpli- simplicity of an execution. Um, and simplicity is key, particularly because um, there is a new um, uh, generation of B2C, B2B, sorry, B2B executives that are especially millennials. And, yeah. you know, what they want is not a lot of interactions with sales teams. They are used to doing a lot of research online, a lot, you know, well ahead, uh, you know, before, you know, well ahead of the buying really cycle. Um, and there is, as a result of that, a lot of B2B uh, businesses have embraced e-commerce. This is especially also the back of the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like B2C brands, like they went into e-commerce. Uh, but that means, again, um, that in order for B2B brands to be relevant, they need to be well understood. Their value proposition is to be very clear. The customer experience is to be very simple because if, if most of it is done without interactions with a salesperson, it's done online, mm. then again, simplicity of purpose, simplicity of experience is going to be key. I'm really enjoying that focus on simplicity because it actually is can be so, so effective. I think probably the, the additional sort of, I suppose, argument that I would want to give 
those firms that I sort of described is it's just as you say, it's about increasing that mental availability because only 5% of the market are in a receptive state at the moment. So it's, that's an investment in the future. But also if you do have spe- very specific ideas or messages that you want to land, um, you deliver it in a very, very sort of straight down the line, rational way versus you deliver it in a way which has that um, storytelling d- dimension to it, has that creativity the storytelling creative dimension, it's, it makes that memorability so much greater. And your ability to recall with clarity what it is that they were trying to communicate is that much greater. So it doesn't need to be at the expense of some of that key technical information, but it's how you package it and how you deliver it, which I think is so, so, so important. And I'd say also that, if I may, one thing, it also depends on where, where and when. Mm. There's a place, there's a space for that particular, you know, feature mm. or technical information, um, but there's a space for, for everything else. And, and there's a, a simple model that, you know, I used in the past when I was B2C, because I come from B2C, yeah. you know, when I uh, was in that world, I would used to sort of like, almost like think about my campaigns in this way, storing the mind, benefit in the end. So if you think about your consumer, you, you know, when they're out and about, mm. they walk, they, you know, they go to work, wherever they go, they think about their life. So you need to be mm-hmm. relevant for them, you know, in that particular moment, you need to impact their, you know, you need to drive their attention, but you need to be like in tune with what they're thinking about. But the closer yeah. you are to the moment of purchase, the more specific you need to become yeah. on, okay, but what are we, what am I really getting? And th- there's a space for all of those, like, tech or specific features that but you know not in every place but i mean it comes back to what you were saying around thinking of b2b as a an extended customer journey and you have to think think about that experience and you also have to understand that there is a a graduation as you're going through that process um and as you said, I'm also I'm definitely going to borrow what you've just said <laughs> said there in terms of ending up with it. So it was story in the mind and benefit in the hand, or what was the what was the yes story in the mind, benefit in the hand, story in the mind and benefit in the hand. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to recycle that one because I think that that's actually just as applicable, albeit with a slight translation to to a B two B audience. So I think that, that that's fantastic. So just sort of shifting the uh, the context, we've we've talked about. Um, you know, creativity more generally within B2B. And I think that probably implicitly, we've got to a point of understanding why the time is right now to have launched the um, the B2B Lion. I'm now interested to know from your perspective, what impact do you think that the introduction and the celebration of creativity within B2B at such a scale is going to have on the industry? What are the changes you think this might precipitate? I think massive. Uh, it's going to be massive. Um, we... Uh, in the business, you know, alliance, we've been talking about, we had been talking about really um, a B2B creative lion um, since 2013, because we we were seeing in the um, uh, in the award entries a lot of B2B, um, you know, case studies and mm. and and piece of work, um, you know, and and what we are expecting to see really is um, the more the B2B uh, marketing community benchmarks itself and their work on what you know great looks like the more that we learn and the more that we'll aspire to do mm-hmm. what those like you know like the belgian business i was talking about and others uh do um so it is about really like um we expect to see just you know creativity to thrive that's what we expect to see and this is what we as a as a business um are here to do you know we believe in 
that um, we believe and we have evidence that creativity drives progress at business, societal and personal level. And we expect B2B to follow this, the same route. Um, and, and really is about um, with, the, with the awards and the particular B2B lines to set the benchmark. You know, we've seen, you know, in other like, Health is another, is another good example, right? You know, we mm. did have a, um, a Lions Health, you know, we launched it years ago. Highly regulated industry, so quite difficult sometimes to be mm. creative, I'd say. But the moment you set the benchmark, you surface and show the world, this is what great looks like. This is what others have done. Then the, the more we see that, uh, the more other businesses want to do exactly the same. And, you know, and can take that as an example, you know, as particularly, you know, marketers can take that as an example, go to the CFO and CEO and say, listen, I need this budget to do this. Look at what these businesses have done. They use creativity and this simple idea to really drive growth. So more creativity in B2B, this is what we are expecting to see. I think it's, it's, it's interesting that you, you related creativity there to how it actually drives growth. Cause I think that that is, and I, I had, we had um, somebody on the podcast um, just before Christmas. So we were talking around the introduction of the lines and there was definitely an, an excitement and positivity about how this can, you know, potentially bring new talent into the industry. It's a great platform to celebrate the the work. But there was also a bit of a sort of a hesitation because there's such a fundamental emphasis on effectiveness within B2B. And I think that's going to be the real key of the success of the the B2B line is whether we can successfully link creativity to that tangible, quantifiable effectiveness um, ultimately. Yeah, totally. Um, And the importance, I'd say, is that we need to shift um, um, the time scale you know and for you know mm-hmm. effectiveness in the long term just and not just look at the short term of course short term will still be important or no, let's face it yeah. right you know, if you look at uh, businesses they still need to invest budgets and you know and, and they need to focus on mm. um head you know really focusing on 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 um uh, driving short-term sales but we hope a little bit less than now 80 percent of budgets b2b budgets right now are spent on performance marketing yeah, and 20% of brand building. If any budget business is in, sorry, any budget is being spent on that. So I think we just need to rebalance uh, that equation. Well, and hopefully the the B two B line can be part of that. I think that the the academic literature is definitely in favour of taking that longer term brand building effect. You know, whether we're sort of talking about Bennett and Field, um, you know, um, amongst others. But I think that what we really, really need to see are those really quantifiable sort of case studies. And hopefully, when we start to sort of get that back catalogue of winners um, from the B two B lines, that can be the demonstration that w- we need. I think it's been a, a really, really fascinating conversation it was always going to be exciting because i think this is a topic which which gets us you know very very excited but i think the big takeouts uh from from me i think firstly that identification of that key difference between b2c and b2b which is within b2b you do need to look at that full connected customer experience and customer journey which also leads to retention thinking about how you can make sure that there is that consistency between it but also there are those you know, moments of creative delight, which can be sort of inserted uh, in there. And then the, the second aspect, which I think, you know, it's almost regardless of what you are working in, but the power of simplicity. Um, we don't actually, or very few of us have that ability to process multiple things and to unpick complex messages. So it's much, much more effective to be 
simple and land 75% of you know what you, you want to land than be really, really complex covering everything and actually only 10% of it is getting through. So I think that power of simplicity is uh, so powerful ultimately. So Alaria, thank you very, very much. It's been a real pleasure. Um, and yeah, I think we all await with keen interest uh, to see how the B2B line this year shapes up. Lovely. Thanks for having me. It's been really good. Thank you, Alaria. Cheers. B2B Marketing, The Provocative Truth is brought to you by Allen Agency. To find out more, head to allen-agency.com. You can stream B2B Marketing The Provocative Truth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else great podcasts are found. And don't forget to click subscribe to ensure you don't miss out on any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Allen, thanks for listening.